the dead speak. This is Run The Real coming at you with an unknown message that you can only hear on a select video game. But we're back with a new review featuring Darth Mike. Kylo Terry. Darth Fox. Strike me down and I will become more powerful than any Sith in the galaxy. Oh my god. That's, that's Dan, by the way. That's Dan. Wow. <laughs> I think, also, we all know that Fox is actually a Wookiee. He's a very hairy Wookiee. <laughs> this is true. Not whatever you said you were. I don't remember. Are you a Darth Fox or what? That is what I said. I, I didn't want to taint the, uh, you know, the Wookiees with my <laughs> horrible interpretation of their language. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as our review of Solo pointed out, there's a reason humans don't speak Wookiee in these movies (laughs) but you may have thought we were done with star wars but guess what we're not we're back because there's another movie hooray nobody's ever really gone i'm gonna guess you probably watched it maybe you haven't i don't know but we watched star wars the rise of skywalker episode nine we got a little heated in episode eight but we watched it This one brought back J.J. Abrams as the director. They called him back. They did. They couldn't keep him away. Actually, I think he very reluctantly came back. I don't think he wanted to come back. (laughs) Anyways, yes, this is directed by J.J. Abrams. It was written by J.J. and um, his co-writer Chris Terrio. Uh, Currently on IMDb, it has a 6.9 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 54% tomato meter and an 86% audience score. 86%? The audience score, yes. The the critics do not seem to enjoy this movie very much, which is a very flip from The Last Jedi, which uh, the critics loved and then the audience hated, so they just reversed it. Yeah. (laughs) What strange times we live in. Just can't please everybody, apparently. Guess not. Especially with Star Wars. we I think we talked about that. You can't please anybody with Star Wars, it seems like. Yeah, no joke. But also, just a side note, we're back in the new year when we're recording this, and we all have new audio equipment. So hopefully we sound better. I hope so. Yes, listen to these dulcet tones. Mainly uh, me and the Emperor. <laughs> me and uh, Fox probably sound about the same, honestly. But <laughs> This is true. Ooh, maybe new year, new us. We might have a whole new, you know, speaking tone. <laughs> Timbre. Yeah, our voice quality has improved with age. The older we get, the more rich our voices. If Emperor Palpatine's taught me anything. He's just an old man who's going to tell you a tale and then tell you he doesn't actually know what he's talking about <laughs> after that. <laughs> Anyways, let's just jump into this. I want to know, I think I've talked to everybody about this movie anyways. We've all watched it, I think, a couple of weeks ago at least. Well, maybe Fox saw it last week. I rewatched it last weekend. What? I've seen it twice, yes. He's seen it twice? I've seen it once. I actually forgot I watched a Star Wars movie in the last three <laughs> weeks. But wait, what did you guys think about it? You know, I suspect there will be many strong feelings, or perhaps feelings that aren't so strong that in themselves send a message. Hmm. What does that even mean? He doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Circular logic. You know what? That's actually, yeah, that's pretty uh, accurate to how this movie kind of behaves. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, you know, as Mike said, we've kind of talked about it, and I I wouldn't speak totally for Mike, but I don't feel nearly as heated about this as I have the other ones, and that in itself might say something. Not necessarily good, though. Maybe you were just more prepared this time? Is that what you're thinking maybe i don't know let's talk about it we'll figure it out yeah yeah i don't know i guess i just didn't really like this one that much um the pacing was the first thing i noticed with this movie was that it was just so quick everything was happening so fast it was like we're here now we're here now we're here now all of a sudden emperor palpatine's back oh now we're here just kept moving and moving it didn't really give me a lot of time to like digest what i was watching and that is partly why I went and saw it a second time, because like, man, I don't even really remember like the details of this movie, because they just like keep coming so quickly. Yeah, this movie moves at a very quick pace, and I get why it does, but it kind of ignores a lot of things because of how quick it goes. 
Like, it doesn't explain anything. It's just like, hey, we're going to give you this very shallow sentence about it and just take it at that. You're not going to get any more explanation. Like, I think the explanation for why the emperor is back is they literally come up to him and, Dan, you should do the voice, but he's like, the dark side is the path to unnatural things. Like, I'm actually confused about that. I've heard a lot of people saying that he's the real Palpatine and that all the other ones have just been clones of him. Huh? Did I miss that in the movie? Or or is everybody else like <laughs> making stuff up? I think they're making stuff up. What I've read about this on Reddit, at least, is a lot of people are bringing in Star Wars Legends and they're like, hey, there's a ton of clones of Palpatine all around. But the movie doesn't say that that I remember. Yeah, I didn't remember that either. So I was very confused. <laughs> so I think this is same guy, same body. He's just alive because of the dark side. I mean, I guess they show that he can like clone people or create people because apparently he created Snoke and there's like three Snokes just chilling in a vat. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, in theory, I guess he could have been a clone or something. And I think think this goes back to what we were talking about later this is i think the backstory of how he survived is actually supposed to be explained in a book i think someone is writing a book about this i think a little bit of it is in uh, the battlefront 2 campaign really yeah you uh the the big the first half of the campaign is you play as an imperial commando who's been tasked with carrying out operation cinder which is Palpatine's contingency plan if the Death Star fails and he dies. Ah, okay. But you don't really do anything besides go look for holocrons and save a suspicious ship with some satellite technology that may show up later. But nothing is ever explained as to how it actually helps the Emperor. <laughs> because obviously you fail and become a rebel. <laughs> yeah, if you want anything explained from the last two movies and this one, you're just not gonna get it. Let's... Just the way this movie goes about it, it tries to wrap up everything, but it does it in kind of a very shallow way. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, episode three almost a little bit, like where it feels like they're trying to speed things along really quickly and like cover up lost ground or whatever to like tell a bunch of stories all at once to kind of just get to the ending. At least that's how I felt about episode three. Like it or not, you know, episode eight, a lot of people didn't like it. Some people did, but it feels a lot like this movie's kind of trying to like make up anything that went wrong with the last one and kind of just ignore it. It's definitely retcon in a lot of the stuff in episode eight that occurred, which isn't a bad thing, I guess, because uh, I didn't really care for that movie, but it didn't retcon like all the stuff that really sucked like them wasting luke and having him die that's what i wanted to see retconned if they're gonna retcon anything but they don't even use him in this movie which was a shame pretty much i mean he shows up to give the middle finger to ryan johnson <laughs> and that's about it other than that he doesn't do anything which i was like that's a huge shame because in episode eight and even in episode nine, they have been building up that force ghosts actually have power and can do things, and then they don't do anything in episode nine. I mean, he lifts up a, a TIE fighter. I was kind of impressed by that, but yeah, but he doesn't actually help out at all. <laughs> yeah, they don't fight Palpatine or anything crazy like that, which was a missed opportunity, I thought. But one thing I wanted to bring up about them retconning everything is remember how um, after episode 8 came out, all the Disney people and people involved were criticizing and making fun of everybody for not liking The Last Jedi? Then they go and retcon most of it for episode 9. Yeah, I felt like it was kind of dumb. Like, you have to stick with your guns. It was episode 8, just deal with it. I didn't hate it that much. I thought it was actually pretty decent. All the good stuff in it was really good, I thought. And... I think that was kind of what makes it stand out even from this one because like this movie I can't think of anything that's actually like great in it. I, if any most of it at best is kind of just like eh, I guess that was all right or you know it was average but I don't know it just feels like 
they need to stick to their guns if they're gonna do it because yeah there was some really good stuff in that last one but we kind of like throw a lot of stuff out the window like kylo ren he's putting his helmet back on for whatever reason you know his whole character arc was like i don't need this thing it was just uh, holding me back but no i guess we do need it and we're gonna go just be my old self now instead of who i was before and he's gonna be subservient again but not really he doesn't even try to kill palpatine like they don't even fight for a second like he's like okay fine i'll join you seems to be his thing though he just wants to serve people he's a wuss no his whole character arc in the last one was to murder snoke and become the supreme leader yeah and then it turned out he was bad at it and he was like hmm. well we don't know well the opening crawl was he went to go kill uh, emperor because he didn't want him to take his spot yeah he has daddy issues he needs someone to be his dad but he hates that he's so weak i don't know he beat ray in this one so i wouldn't say he's weak if he could do that he's gotten stronger well he didn't make it through so i guess he's not that powerful well you, we could still argue that he's pretty strong bringing someone back from the dead his death was the lamest thing i've ever seen almost as lame as luke skywalker's huh but yeah i just wanted to bring up how hypocritical um everybody involved with making these movies are well they're a corporation right they can't say that they're wrong well it didn't work out for them they should have just stuck with their guns and wrote a story that made more logical sense than whatever this is or had a road map going forward you know at the start i used to think they had a plan but after watching this one i don't think they had any plan <laughs> see that's that's the thing is they bought star wars and then they were immediately like we got to crank something out now and they didn't take time to plan out the three movies at all even bullet points nothing or if they did ryan johnson just took it and threw it out the window because it's very apparent that there was no roadmap here because nothing feels cohesive at all. Nothing feels like the payoff is worth it at all. I mean, just look at Finn's character. Finn's character changes so drastically in every single movie that his character arc is one of the wildest things I've ever seen. He gets wasted in this one as he goes back to being... Uh, following Ray around like a lost puppy and doing nothing pretty much for the whole thing. The most competent character to ever exist in Star Wars, Finn is like, I will be your dad. I need to follow you around and take care of everything. Well, not dad. He wants to be the lover. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it really irked me how Finn's character reacted in this movie to Ray. It's like, clearly Ray is completely fine without you, Finn. You you don't need to involve yourself in any of this, but he always did. It kind of even made me mad when Ray was like, they were talking and it was a dark point when Ray like thought she killed Chewbacca or something. It was later when she's like, nobody understands me. And I'm like, man, Finn's been with you since the beginning of this whole thing. If anybody's going to understand, it's Finn. He was a stormtrooper for crying out loud. Like, he's your best friend. Yeah, did we forget that? I felt like Finn in the first two was pretty, like, similar. I don't know. This one, he doesn't seem, like, that far off. He just, yeah, feels kind of redacted, just like all the other characters in this. He's not really similar. They repeat his character arc, right? Because J.J. set up Force Awakens with a lot of interesting ways that the characters could go. And then um, Johnson, the ultimate troll, came in and trolled everybody with it which was not a good idea. But in regards to Finn, I mean, Finn's character arc in Seven is he runs away and then finds a cause worth fighting for and stands up to Kylo. And then at the start of Episode Eight, he's right back to running away again. Well, he's going to find Ray at the beginning. He's, he's the one to go warn Ray that she's going to come back to a death trap is what he's doing at Eight. But I, I do get it. He's still like running. but Yeah, he's still running away. I don't know. At least in this one, he has, he's progressed to being like a leader, you know, and he's actually becomes one of the generals of the resistance. Yeah, suddenly he's somehow a badass and worthy of being a general over all these people who have been with the resistance for years. I think if like JJ had stuck with all three of them, we would have at least had a better trilogy than what we got. Yeah, it feels like a tug of war match almost a little bit. Yeah, it's like two directors battling with their vision. J.J. had something planned out, and then he expected Ryan Johnson to continue with that, but then he came in and was like, no, it doesn't matter what you did. I'm going to purposefully set out to 
get rid of or make all of these plot points you set up uninteresting and leave us with nowhere to go for episode nine. And so then JJ comes back and decides he's going to try and make episode, his episode eight and episode nine all in one movie. I don't know. They both had plenty of places to go. Like, I don't think that like they were both in either of them were railroaded, honestly, like in episode eight, there's the resistance and they're headed off into space. You can literally go anywhere with that. And I mean, in episode seven, you could like just time jump if you don't want to deal with Ray training with Luke or whatever. You know, to me, it seems like part of the issue was that Ryan left us with like 20 people in the entire resistance. And then this movie, there's only still like 20 people left in the entire resistance, yet it still kind of feels like maybe they're actually a viable fighting force somehow. And I thought they're going to go somewhere interesting with that too, because they find those stormtroopers that had like quit being stormtroopers or whatever, like Finn did. Not that that was going to be like their new force you know like it's not working whatever the indoctrination thing they're doing they're quitting they're leaving they don't want to do it anymore i thought that was going to be like the new resistance but no they don't really touch on that much either yeah that would have been interesting yeah i liked the idea there but they all look like they're out of horizon zero dawn <laughs> that's fine they look cool is that bad i thought it was kind of weird i don't know that looked like Warwick Davis and his crew from Solo. It did look like that. Yeah, I guess if they had been from Horizon Zero Dawn and used a bow and had the same character as Aloy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, that would have been cool, but he decided to copy Episode 6 again and go with the nomadic peoples rising up to fight the big bad guy. I'm like, we've seen this before, dude. At least, like, make them interesting. But, I mean, he doesn't have time to do that, really, with this one. If he got all three, then maybe that would have gone somewhere. But he resorts to just copying episode six for a lot of the film. It's not nearly as bad as what episode seven was, but it's very disappointing. <laughs> to me, it seems like J.J. went and played a bunch of sci-fi video games in all of his spare time between these two movies and was like, hmm... People like video games. Maybe I should just write as many tidbits from these games as I can into this movie. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, Palpatine cloning Snoke, right? We have that in Force Unleashed, too. You know, Vader makes a crap ton of those Apprentice clones. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Right? The whole Sith planet, we can't get to it because there's, like, an electrical storm. Mass Effect in the Omega Relay. We gotta have a special little beacon to get through it. And it's also red and full of junk, like the path to the center of the galaxy in Mass Effect. I don't know. There seemed there was a lot of stuff that I had seen before playing games. But maybe you know what they say. There's no new stories in Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it did feel kind of fetch questy sometimes where they had to go run around and find these random things and somehow it'll lead them to the Sith planet. Like this knife, I guess. Can we talk about that knife, please, and how stupid that is? <laughs> yes, we can talk about the stupid knife. So if we're to believe the movie, Emperor Palpatine doesn't die right on the Death Star. And after he dies, he decides, all right, I'm going to leave a map to the secret base where I'm hiding. Um... I'm going to forge this dagger and write an ancient Sith, and it's going to give you the clues to find the Wayfinder to find Exegol, right? So <laughs> that means in like the 30-year time span between 6 and 9 or whatever, he forged a dagger <laughs> and went and gave it to that dude for whatever reason. And so some random dude has it for no reason other than so that they can find it easy in episode nine. And to make it even worse, the dagger lines up with the wreckage of the Death Star, which is in water. And water moves. Does not make any sense time-wise. It moves and it erodes. So there's like no way that that thing would, <laughs> would still be accurate after that long a time out of all the flimsy crap in this movie that to me is the flimsiest <laughs> yeah it felt like it an indiana jones moment or something it's just fine but it just doesn't like make sense yeah how dare you compare this movie to indiana jones <laughs> i mean come on people this is about the dumbest thing you could do besides having wayfinders that show you the path to exegol 
which is also dumb. And then Dio conveniently knowing the way, so you don't even need the wayfinder that they spend half the movie looking for. It's so stupid. <laughs> Am I crazy? Or are those Wayfinders just holocrons rebranded by Disney? I mean, it would have been better if it was an ancient Sith holocron, and then he discovers Exegol from that. That would have made more sense. I don't know why these Wayfinders have to be their own special dumb thing. Yeah, just have Kylo out murdering um, races of people, and then he happens to find a Sith holocron, and that starts the whole movie off. He's like, what's this? And he's looking in it, and he's like... All right, maybe I should embrace the power of the Sith or something like that. And then he goes to Exegol and finds out that this dude who's been dead for ages is still living and building up a massive force there. That's already a better storyline than Palpatine being like, guess what, guys? I'm back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> guess who's back? <laughs> he could be going around murdering, like, Sith tribes or whatever, you know, like trying to figure out where this planet is because he hears about Palpatine or something. That would have been cool, too, but it feels like, well, I guess that is what he's doing, isn't it? Is that what he's doing? He's just going around murdering Sith people? Well, this movie seems to have fallen into the classic trap of confusing Sith in that Sith is a religion and a race. But it would seem nobody read Legends before writing this movie. Not to sound like a huge super nerd, but I mean... Nerd. <laughs> well, maybe all those people in hoods and Palpatine's little palace or sith what is up with those people so i i'm gonna say i was right with my prediction of the sith cult for palpatine but they just waste that sith cult man they don't do jack squat they just stand in the background how do they survive on that planet there's nothing to eat from the the power of the dark side it's unnatural I thought they might be clones and that they, he just would clone them every once in a while. You know, like one dies, we'll just make another one. Maybe he just wants an audience. I don't know. They have cool ideas and cool things they could have done. And they just piss it all away. They come up with stupid ideas like the dagger and the wayfinders and stuff like that. It's like, really? Even bringing Palpatine back feels so lame. Like, I love Ian McDermott. He does a great job as Palpatine. I love his, like, voice. It's so creepy and so hammy, but man, like he does, he shows up at the beginning and he shows up at the end. He's not even like a villain in this movie, really, until he's just like, oh yeah, remember me? I'm still in this movie. Everybody's trying to look for me, but I'm not that important. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Why couldn't Kylo Ren just be the bad guy? Just commit to it. He's the supreme leader now. Hey, where did Mad Mike go? Mad Mike, are you still alive? You got any thoughts on this? Hello? 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 I'm back, everyone, just like Palpatine. I've returned with no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Mike has abilities that we consider unnatural. My computer has uh, abilities I consider unnatural. Would you say there was some resistance? <laughs> well, I think I could still hear them. They just couldn't hear me while things were going on there. But I think we should actually talk about the freaking movie and not the stuff all behind the movie. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on, so... <laughs> the first 40 minutes of this movie I did really enjoy because the cast was, like, all together. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, this cast actually had chemistry if they would have been together in the other movies because it's fun, it's funny. The first 40 minutes of this movie was actually really amusing. It's fast-paced. It was kind of a fun little adventure story. Yeah, I liked the first 45 minutes of it, too, because they all get along real nicely, and it feels like a fun Star Wars adventure. And it all builds up nicely to when Rey unleashes some Force lightning and blows up the transport, which was a really cool moment, I thought, because you're sitting there going, oh my goodness, what the heck did she just do? Yeah. That was cool. They kind of ruined it for me a little bit later, but that was kind of like, because I, I listened to our review of the last episode and some of our theories were that Ray might like, you know, she's always so angry, she might fall to the dark side. And it really felt like that's where they were going with this was like, she doesn't know how to control herself. And she just, you know, used a little too much hate or anger against Kylo and boom, she's using the dark side, which was pretty cool. I liked that. Very shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it 
And it does make sense because she's always yelling at Kylo. I think Fox brought that up in our episode eight review. And Kylo's just sitting there all calm and collected like, look at my massive thick body. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, she's always yelling at people, getting super pissed off. You can see it in her face. And now we know why. So so the revelation that Ray's a Palpatine what do you guys think about it? Uh, uh not a fan. Yeah. I was scared they're gonna go this route. Oh, it turns out she was related to somebody from the like original movies all along. I really liked that she was a nobody and like that anybody could have the potential to be just, you know, a Jedi. But nope, she is of course connected to some very powerful wizard. It's a plot thing that I think they felt had to happen. Because it's Star Wars, it's a family soap opera, you know, in space, it's a space opera. And also to explain how powerful she is. But ultimately, that revelation causes more questions that they don't answer, which keeps going on with the theme of them not answering things in the movie. Because that dude had to be getting it on as an old man. Palpatine was getting Busy while he was all wrinkly and nasty. Questions I never knew I had until this movie. Well, he was the emperor. He could do whatever he wanted. Hey, maybe he cloned himself and his son was a clone of him and then he his clone had a daughter. You know what I would have almost rathered is that they just verify that Anakin was like some immaculate force birth caused by Palpatine. And that Ray was attempt number two. Yes, that would have been better. See, that that's what I thought they were going to do with it. And I thought made the most sense to do. I actually like the idea of Ray being a Palpatine quite a bit. Because how she acts throughout the rest of the film. Like her always being mad. And then in episode eight, her reaching out to the dark spot on the island immediately too. All that connects really well to it. And then it explains why she's so powerful with the Force, of course, which I might not like from a story perspective, but it it works. It works. And it's cool because it's like a direct inverse of what we're used to, where the daughter of the ultimate evil is trying to be this good ultimate force of good in the galaxy, whereas the son of the ultimate good in the galaxy is the ultimate bad or trying to be and the conflicts that both of them have because their natures are twisted essentially so i really liked that i wish that they would have built it up a lot better throughout these three movies because it could have been something really special i think if they'd handled it better and had a roadmap. But I actually really like it and think it's a cool idea and a neat twist on what we're used to seeing. That's kind of, I've already accepted, you know, she's just uber powerful. I was always okay with that for the most part. I didn't really need an answer. I don't know. Every time they called her a Palpatine, I kind of just cringe. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. Like, you know, like <laughs> you're a Skywalker, you know that? Okay. That sounds pretty cool. Whenever they go, she's a Palpatine. I'm like, uh, don't say that. Say, say you're like <laughs> the emperor's granddaughter or something like the <laughs> spawn of the emperor. Like that sounds cooler, but Palpatine. Ugh. I would agree. TV. Yeah. That's why she changes it at the end of the movie. <laughs> and then Luke and Leia look like over her at, uh, Proud parents, you know, they're like, oh, look at our little baby girl, but (laughs) you're not related at all. I'm going to go on a huge tangent right now. I'm so pissed that they waited till the very end of the movie for her to make her own lightsaber. And especially since it's yellow, because yellow's my favorite color, and it's the color I used in the new Star Wars game. And and didn't the lightsaber get destroyed in the last one? Like, this would have been the perfect opportunity for her to build her own anyways. Yeah, they already blew up Vader and Luke's lightsaber, so it doesn't make sense that it's back. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, she could have, they could have opened the movie with her on Ilum going through the trial and building her lightsaber and then cut to her training. It would have been real cool. And it would have given her more of her own identity. Sorry, that was just a tangent I wanted to bring up. It's a big deal. 
They set her up to use one of those wicked saber spears from Force Unleashed. Using that staff all the time? Yeah, I was hoping she'd she'd have like the Darth Maul thing at least. That's what I was hoping, but no. That would have been cool. They could have done so much, but no, they have to keep it they have to keep it similar because they're aping Return of the Jedi again and all the other stuff. They can't they can't strike out in their own bold new direction for whatever reason, even though tons of other media have proven that you can and that it works and that fans like it a lot. I, I get why they did it with this one, though, is because episode eight is so different that they were back to, hey, we need to do something familiar with this one. Yeah, but nobody wanted the familiar thing after episode seven. I got a huge amount of backlash for doing that. Well, they get backlash for that, and then they do something a lot different, and then everybody hates it. And so now they're like, well, we we don't know what to do now. I would agree with Mike. It seems like they went to what was, you know, quote, quote, safe for this one. They did. But, I mean, Johnson, we argued about why his different thing was bad and why parts of it were good, that whole last Star Wars episode we did. But, I mean, just look at the Mandalorian and the new Star Wars game. Those are perfect examples of them doing something new that fans really love. So it's not that they can't do it. They just have to do it right. Yeah, they just got to do it right. And sorry, Ryan Johnson, you didn't do it right. He did some stuff right. I mean, you did some cool things, which they kept the coolest aspects from that film. But the rest of it just didn't work out very well. I don't know if they did or not, but <laughs> Kylo Ren, they don't keep any of his stuff. Let, let's talk about Kylo Ren and how he got shafted in this movie bad. So shafted. Come on. My favorite character in this whole trilogy. And then he just kind of gets set on the backside. And I blame Palpatine because they had to bring back somebody else. Why? Yeah, him going back to being subservient was stupid. I think it would have been more interesting if Kylo was like, "Uh uh-huh, I ain't being subservient to you. And then they have like a mini civil war, the first order versus the the last order. Oh my goodness, what a dumb name idea for that. It should have just been the Empire, the remnants of the Empire or something like that. They should have had like a civil war where they're fighting each other for who's going to be the leader, and then the Resistance is able to sneak in and, like, blow them up or something. It could have been a movie about Kylo Ren trying to, like, make Rey fall to the dark side, you know, or something, which he still kind of does in this, but once again, there's just not enough time. Like, all these ideas were thrown out, like, feel like they could be their own movie, but they touch on it for, like, a second, and then they leave it alone. The mask thing is just what ticks me off the most, I think, because I really like that development <laughs> in that episode eight. He just smashes that thing because it's like, you know what? This thing is kind of just, it's holding me back, you know? It's, <laughs> it's like, that's not who I am. I, I'm trying to be somebody else who I'm not. And then he's just like, well, I guess I met this old wrinkly man like I knew before. Old wrinkly man. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll just make the Planet of the Apes monkey build me a, a new helmet. Yeah, it's just how... Every character in this does a 360 on their character arc. Like, Kylo's character arc was weird, too. Yeah, you guys were talking about it, but he starts out the movie, like, killing an entire race of people. And then at the end, he's suddenly redeemed. Yeah, well, that's kind of Star Wars for you. Yeah. (laughs) It is Star Wars, but his character was all over the place. Not really, though, because he's struggled since episode seven with um, trying to be a bad guy, but that's not who he is. He's, He's supposed to be a good guy, right? And he's struggled with that since episode seven. Like, he killed Han Solo, his dad, and then he never got over it in episode eight. And so he's like, that's why he's like, you got to kill the past so you can start over because he can't get rid of that, what he's done. And he feels so bad and guilty for it. And it just comes to a head in this one when he gets turned. You would think that when he says to kill the past, like the emperor kind of like personifies the past, the old wrinkly dude. You think his first instinct would be to kill that old man. Come on. You know, it works for me. I mean, to me, Kylo Ren has always been the worst Sith ever. And all he does is try to be a bad guy by killing people. Except the best Siths, best, that's a hard thing to say, best (laughs) Siths are people like Palpatine who play the long freaking con. 
and slowly worm their evil into everybody by being smart. Not just murdering every person they see instantly because they think that makes them bad. Well, that's, that's part of what makes Kylo interesting because he's not that and he's trying to be, but he can't do it. So to me, subservient works, I guess, is because he just is incapable of being an independent, strong Sith. I don't know, but he got over it in the last one. That's what the problem is for me. Is like He murdered that guy so he could become the supreme leader. Everybody still made fun of him, though. And then he just kills them, and everyone still makes fun of him. Huh? Who makes fun of him? Luke makes fun of him, I guess. But besides that... Man, all the people in the First Order clearly don't respect him. They all listened to him. He did everything he asked the First Order to do, they did. He was their leader. Yeah, after they questioned him, and then he'd murder somebody. And they'd be like, oh, better do that, because I don't want to get murdered, not because I actually like this guy. Well, it's it still just builds into how he's different, right? And they could have done more with that if they'd followed a roadmap <laughs> for these movies. And it would have been more interesting. I think they should have just let him go to the light side in the last movie. I don't know. He's a terrible Sith. <laughs> and he was never going to be a good one. Yeah, they should have had Rey take, the, take his hand in the last movie. And then they could start out with that in this one. And that would have been a lot more interesting. But alas, they didn't do it. I, I didn't mind his turn, though. Like, when he went to the light side, I liked him when he was as a good guy. Like, I liked his mannerisms and stuff. It kind of reminded me of Han Solo a little bit, even. Yeah, yeah, which was really cool, and he did a good, really good job of um, acting that out after he turned back into being Ben Solo again, pretty much. I liked that as that story arc for him, but just the way that he gets turned back is so bad, I think. So he beats Ray, right? And then Leia just like dies and then Ray stabs him and kills him basically. But it's like the combination of his mom dying and then Ray healing him turns him back to the light side, I guess. Well, it brings Han Solo's memory back. I don't know. That was him playing it out in his head as he's turning back to the light side is how I took that. Cause Han's like, I'm just the, your memory. So he's not like really there. It's him playing it back in his head on how it should have gone in episode seven, which I had no idea they were actually going to get Harrison Ford back in for one more, one last scene. So that was awesome when I heard him say, hey, kid, and I was like, no way. And then he turns around and he was there. I was like, that was really cool. And him turning back is neat. It's just the way they handled it. It could have been handled so much better, I think. I thought it felt almost kind of weird because it, uh, Leia reaches out to him with the Force, but was it to try to one last try to turn him into the good side or was it just solely to distract him so that Ray could kill him? Because That's what I thought, just so Ray could kill him. As I thought, I was like, oh, she's going to try and reach out to him one last time. And then Ray's like, ah, oh, this is my chance. And Ray's like, oh, crap, I just used all my energy, and now Ray's going to murder this man. I feel like it was meant to be a little ambiguous, TV. I think either either thing you suggested could have been what it was supposed to be, because she clearly likes Ray more than her own son. Understandable, <laughs> given the circumstances. That was like the only thing I didn't know from the leaks I read was Han Solo was going to be in the movie. Even if just as a figment of Kylo's imagination. Yeah, it was nice he was back. It was good, but I do, can't help but think it would have been better if it would have been a Force Ghost Lay. I understand why we couldn't have that, but it feels like they had that scene in mind already, and then they just replaced it with Harrison Ford because they couldn't film what they actually wanted to, to originally. So I wanted to bring up how this movie, I think, has the worst space battle and the worst third act of any Star Wars movie. You mean you didn't love the uh, horses? I mean, CGI, whatever those creatures were. Oh my goodness. I had hope from the trailer that that part would be really cool, but they build up to that, like, and it's so cringy when it happens because, like, General Pride comes over and he's like, jam their speeder bikes. And the guy's like, they're not on speeder bikes. And then it plays that music and they all come running out on horses and it's so lame. 
<laughs> so bad. I couldn't believe they actually did it. I was like, that's so stupid. I hated that. I liked the horses. I thought that was fine. That was kind of cool. No, no, it was so lame. I didn't really care, to be honest. It's kind of a fun twist. I think I started laughing. It felt like a Hunger Games moment to me. Just that they built up to it like that. Like, people would think that it's an epic, awesome thing they're doing. They shouldn't have even built up to it. They should have been like, just did it, and it would have worked better. But the fact that they built up to it was pretty bad, I thought, anyways. What'd you guys think of the space battle? Because I think it was the worst space battle in all the Star Wars. Yeah, I was gonna say, what space battle? It's just a bunch of cockpit shots, pretty much, and nothing else. Yeah, the, the quick cockpit shots in the atmosphere of a planet. Come on. It's Star Wars, not thick, gaseous atmosphere full of lightning wars. It's so bad. I was so let down and disappointed by that. And then they have, like, single fighters taking out star destroyers which is stupid so you're like why do they even need the thousands of people who just showed up at the end too which was a failed avengers endgame copy i might add the moment could have been really well done but like we've been saying it's they just screwed it up not enough time not enough planning but yeah, they just like, let's copy Avengers in game. I was hoping what they would do is with that Stormtrooper thing is like they'd like hack into the comms or something and be like one desperate plea. Like they didn't realize that their allies were going to be within the first order the whole time. Because even Hux is a traitor in this movie. Like that would have been cool to have them like say, look, we know that some of you, you know, you think about what you're doing. You're, you're not on the right side of this. And then appeal to the, the goodness within all these people. And that was what's going to save the day. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. And then they could have had like Hux show up on the intercom and they could use their one F-bomb for PG-13. to be like, F you, Kylo Ren, because he doesn't know that he's turned to the good side. And then he looks like an even bigger idiot. And we have an even cringier moment than episode eight. But <laughs> No, I'm I'm joking, but I do think that would have been that would have been cooler than what we got. I think if they came out of the first order to help them out. Oh, so while we're talking about the ending, so Ray like sacrifices herself, I guess, to kill Palpatine using the X Force. The X Force, yeah, she's a member of the X Men now, and uh, that was so bad. Like Palpatine uses Force Storm to blow up all the ships right which was a cool moment yeah they're going over the top with it this is going to be sweet and then he decides to shock ray but not use force storm and just shoot her normally and ray's like ah, i'll just reflect it back at you but dan all all the spirits of the jedi together make the x force you know one lightsaber and three wasn't enough so they had to use two they let that moment down so much too it's like they've been teasing how the force ghosts are super powerful so it would have been cool if like they're at the end when she's trying to block and then all the force ghosts of the previous jedi show up to help her beat palpatine that would have been really cool ray could have been like kamehameha on palpatine's but and then all the force ghosts help her out with it like dragon ball z that would have been so much cooler than what we got. It was just like, oh, Palpatine got defeated again by getting blasted by his own lightning. Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> it's so stupid. When will old wrinkly man learn? How many times do we have to teach you this <laughs> lesson, old man? <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Okay, so what's his plan exactly? He tells Kylo to go kill Ray. There was no plan. Terry, there was no plan. <laughs> like, I'm starting to think that maybe, yeah, Palpatine is like the dark, like, producer slash, like, screenwriter of this, like, whole franchise. It's like, come kill her for me. And then as soon as she shows up, he's like, oh, she didn't die. Um, yes, I wanted you to come back all along. Yes, strike me down. Yes, that was my plan. Yep, I want you to kill me. That's right. Yep, don't worry about this. I mean, if you look at it, old wrinkly man, that's kind of his strategy because in episode three, he's like, I will show you how to keep her alive. Bring her back. But then Anakin like 
kills the whole Jedi Order, you know, kills some kids, and then he's like, all right, show me the thing. He's like, well, I don't actually know the thing. <laughs> Classic Palpatine. He's, he's the master of reverse psychology. He does the same trick in uh, episode six where he's like, yes, if you pick up your weapon and kill me, it won't stop this terrible <laughs> war. It'll just make you evil like me. And it's like, uh, will it? Is that how that works? I don't think so. I think if I just pick this up and kill you. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll encompass your soul. Your body will be mine if you kill me. Uh, <laughs> is that how that's going to work? Because <laughs> it didn't work. She kills him, and he doesn't go into her body. <laughs> yeah, but, he, but she didn't strike him down. She blasted him with his own lightning in self-defense. If only he could learn to stop shooting lightning while after he starts, you know? <laughs> I feel like it's just one big Darth Plagius meme, you know? He was killed by his own apprentice, who's actually me. <laughs> Terry, I think he kind of gets off on his lightning, because every time he does it, he's like, ah! <laughs> he is loving it. And it's once he starts, he can't stop. It's the only way it works anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's weird because, like, he tells, he's like, okay, I want you to kill me. And then he goes, never mind. It looks like you're two or a force dyad, whatever that means. I'm going to absorb your life force and become whole again. It's like, what do you want? Like, you're just making this up as you go. It's oh, so frustrating. I did like him force or drain in their life. That was pretty cool. They used a lot of moves from the video games in this one, which, which had me real excited. I was like, this is cool. They're doing cool stuff and then they had forced teleportation with the lightsaber which was awesome i was like this is so cool seems like they took a lot from old knights of the old republic for this one yeah not all the good stuff but just the force stuff and the force dyad thing and can we talk about the kiss because that also makes me very upset what is this they're not in love you don't like raylo oh i forgot they did that it's the raylo moment for all the fans I did not know. They don't. They shouldn't. Why? You didn't get it when, when Ray was peeking at Kylo Ren in the shower and staring at his thick body? He is Ben Swolo, after all. I mean, yeah, I guess you can resist after seeing that. But uh, I don't know. It felt like very out of nowhere and very forced. It was very forced. I wish that Finn, the time then Finn needed to be there to see that and just go, Oh! <gasps> <laughs> like, that's the scene I wanted. Why wasn't Finn there? He was, he could have rode his thing down there, jumped down the pool. He was so gung-ho to follow Ray everywhere else in this movie. No, that's not the worst disservice they do the Finn, though. The worst disservice is they don't bring Phasma back one last time to have a really crappy death scene with her. <laughs> she should have came back one last time. They brought Palpatine back for no reason. Why couldn't they bring phasma back to die they both died the same way <laughs> yeah. fell down pits of fire oh it's so bad the more you think about this movie the worse it gets it's like a transformers film oh <laughs> like i guess finn always he had something to tell ray i guess he loved her is that what he wanted to tell her no he was gonna say i love poe and i want to get with poe that's what i wanted that's what i was hoping they would do because Forcing him to fall in love with Ray. Ugh, well, come on. It doesn't pay off. What's the point of bringing that up? I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I absolutely hate it. Obviously, this ending has made me <laughs> a little crazy. Say, I don't want to sick it sound, yeah, like I despise it. Because honestly, I despise it a lot less than 8 and 7, you know? It just falls apart at the end so bad. Like... The first act is good, but then it just loses it. It's definitely not my least favorite Star Wars movie. No, no. So are we ready for some overall presentation now? I am, yes. <laughs> I've got nothing else. <laughs> well, I do, but I'm, I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> so we have a scale we use to rate these movies around here that goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it, in that order. We all give a little spiel, and then we average it out at the end if we can, so... Let's see if this Star Wars movie can rise above the rest. I guess I guess I'll jump in here. 
Oh yeah, who should we randomly select to oh, go first here? Oh yeah. Do I need who to get the be? random picker out? Get the random picker out. All right, let let me go find my random picker here. Oh. I wonder who it's going to pick, huh? Ah. It's picked Mike to go oh, first. Oh, congratulations. God. Who would have seen it coming? Like I said at the start of this review, it seems eons ago when we started. But I forgot I watched a Star Wars movie about a couple days after I watched this one because it feels like Transformers 4, just how fast it is, just how big and high blockbuster action-y this movie is, which it's kind of the first time that that's ever happened to me. But, you know, after episode 8, maybe it's a good thing because I'm just done being mad at Star Wars. I'll be upset and disappointed, but I'm just done being mad at it. It's not worth it to me. There were some things I liked in this movie. I talked about them. There's some things I didn't like in this movie. We talked about them. But I think ultimately I'm going to give this one a watch it because there is some fun stuff in here. There is some funny stuff. But I would say it's pretty low on my watch it list. I knew all the spoilers going in, so I knew this story a while ago before I even watched it. So I guess that's fun. Yeah, similar to Mad Mike, you know, the... uh Episode 8 just really burned a lot of the anger out of me. I just don't know if I can get through the workday being mad at Star Wars. It's a lot of energy. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not. And I mean, I, know, I, I realize that we, we spent most of this review ranting, and I, I too spent a good chunk of it bashing. But it really, to me, comes down to being just a big action-y blockbuster movie. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's not great, but there was a lot of it that was just okay. Besides the end. The end blows. Just know that going in. It sucks. So I think I, too, would have to give this a watch. You know, it, it lands somewhere between Solo and Episode 2 for me. Probably closer to Episode 2, to be honest. It's really just okay in my book. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. I See, I was, you know, at the, at the start of this review, I was kind of like, you know, it's just okay. And then when we got to the ending, I was getting pretty upset. Um, it's TV's turn to be mad at Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. It gives him strength. <laughs> After doing this uh, the Star Wars series, it kind of feels like a thousand generations live within me now, and they are not <laughs> pleased with what has happened. I kind of liked some of the stuff in Episode 8. I thought it was good. I mean, I gave it a watch it in our last one. And at least in Episode 8, the great stuff is great. But in this, I can't think of anything I thought was great. Like, the first act is pretty good. I'll give it that, and I think it's funny. Which, you know, the humor, they actually really nailed it, I think, this time around. We didn't even talk about my favorite character, which is that little droid repairman. Babu Freak. Babu Freak, yeah. He's awesome. He's so adorable. I did like Conehead. He was cute, too. Um, But, man, the pacing in this movie is just terrible. It all falls apart. There's so many bait and switches in this movie. It got extremely frustrating for me. Anything I liked in The Last Jedi felt like it kind of just got like, eh, we'll just ignore that. So I think I'm going to give it a pass. I think this is a very unsatisfied ending to the, the, the trilogy. It definitely doesn't feel like they planned this out at all. Palpatine never should have came back. This should have been Kylo Ren's big moment in the sun to be like the main villain of the movie. But alas, that's not what we got. So yeah, I'm going to give it a pass. Yeah, I'm more akin with what you're thinking here, Terry. I love Emperor Palpatine, but he doesn't have any purpose in this film. There's no reason to bring him back. They should just use Kylo Ren. Did something different with that, I think, because having Palpatine back just creates more problems than it solves, really, because they don't utilize him for anything. If they would have utilized him more and actually had justification for him being there, it would have been a lot better. There are some things I like in this. I mean, we touched on Ray being a Palpatine, which I thought was a really good and cool idea and a nice twist on what we're expecting out of Star Wars, especially when you look at Ray and Kylo together as or <laughs> as a couple or not as a couple. <laughs> the fan service is nice. Chewie getting his medal, like that came out of nowhere and got me good just because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So that they got me with that, which was nice. Terry mentioned this is, they nailed the humor, and I agree. This feels much more like Star Wars humor in this film than 
the Marvel humor they tried to interject into The Last Jedi. So that was good. Chewie and C-3PO actually had a lot to do in this one, and they were handled really well for the most part, I thought. Princess Leia was okay with what she had. I mean, it was all previously recorded footage, but they did the best they could working around that with that unfortunate um, circumstance of Carrie Fisher passing before they could film anything for this, so... I'll give them props for that. They handled that as well as they could have, I think. Other than that, though, I didn't care for this movie much. Like, Act 1 I enjoyed, um, but there's still stupid things in <laughs> that first act that they set up for the rest of the movie. And just Act 2, it just goes downhill, and then 3, it falls off the cliff. So it's not very good from a three-act structure perspective. Just the fact, too, that it disrespects the rest of the Star Wars canon. Like, this movie basically throws a huge middle finger at Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader because Palpatine coming back just ruins Vader's sacrifice that he made to turn back to being good again at the end of Episode Six. And since Vader's my favorite Star Wars character, that really, really upsets me that they did that with this movie. Um, Ray having Force Heal is cool because it's from the games, but it also makes Anakin look completely stupid because he could have potentially learned that to save Padme, and that takes his whole motivation and kicks it out the door for him turning to the dark side. I wanted it to go over the top, which it does sometimes, but it doesn't do it enough. They waste Force Ghosts. Luke has nothing to do, and he should have had something, at least in this movie, but he has nothing to do, which sucks. Has the worst space battle in all of Star Wars in here, and stupid justification for why the Star Destroyers can't get out of Exegol. The, the more I think about it, the more I dislike this movie. It just grates on my nerves, and I, I think I'd rather... Uh, burn this one and not watch it again after what I've seen and how I've thought about it. I woke up in the middle of the night just thinking about how much I hated this film and wrote this huge long list on my iPhone in preparation <laughs> for this review. That's how much I disliked it. I don't dislike it as much as episode eight, I don't think, but they could have done a lot with this film and they didn't. I wish they'd never even bothered. So burn it from me. My man wrote an essay. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what what is this even out? We got we got two watchets. A pass and a burn. <laughs> pass and a burn. So probably a pass then, I would say. I think that's in the pass zone. That burn carries some weight. It does. I didn't I, I thought long and hard about what I wanted to give this one. There's good ideas that are squandered. That's this movie in a nutshell. Well, what's up next, lads? Yeah, what's for next week? All right, so I think for next week, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to start a new category, our 2019 movie catch-up. I know last year we did our favorites, but this time I think we're going to catch up on the stuff that we missed and that we've been meaning to see. We already reviewed my two favorites of the year, so. Oh, did we? Yeah, Lighthouse and Endgame. Oh, nice. Okay. Though I did like Joker a whole lot too. So we may, maybe we'll do that. Ooh, you never Ooh, know. Maybe. You never <laughs> know. But I think, Dan, you had the first pick, right? Yeah. I want to see Uncut Gems. Aha. Ooh. I will say I've seen it already and I am happy to go back. So <laughs> that's a good sign. Good to know. The ketchup. We're bringing the condiments to a. Uh, run the reel <laughs> i love ketchup yes. pass me the ketchup but uh if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us um you can hit us up at run the real podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook or on twitter at run the real let us know what you want us to watch we promise we'll get there eventually someday we just keep in mind we record these like three weeks in advance so <laughs> it could take a while yeah speaking of ketchup catch up with us through the, the email. Ooh, yes. Send us your favorite movies of 2019. What did you think 
of old wrinkly man coming back in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Did you like the new Star Wars? Rank your favorite Star Wars from all the live action ones. Let us know on Facebook or on email or whatever. Vote in our next polls. Next question. Is Fox a Wookiee? Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> TV edited a Wookiee sound for me. <laughs> all right well thanks for listening to us tonight everybody we really appreciate it thanks for sticking through us through the new year we're hyping up with our new gear Um, thanks for sticking with us through this star wars series too it's been a long one we finally finished it yeah ended on a bad note but you know maybe next time we have a star wars review it'll be good (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, so this is Run the Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.